So welcome to the Friday Night Inner Space Talk. Tonight our talk is how to get through tough days. Um, some days are great, right? Um, other days are okay. And then there are some days that are just plain rough. It's never fun when it's a really hard day. So um, how do you reset the button and restart your day? Is there a way? So our speaker tonight, we're asking that him to explore three things. How to stop a bad day from dragging you down. Might start off bad, but it shouldn't stay that way, right? Nobody wants it that way. Secondly, how to get through a really tough day. And thirdly, how do we make tomorrow better? Tonight, our speaker is Ash Patel. He's based in Worthing. Ash is a consultant as an IT. He's an IT consultant for boards and leadership teams. Ash, thank you. Over to you. Thank you. Um, yeah, thank you for the topic and the opportunity to be with you all this, um, this evening. Um, I'd like us just to start with a minute of silence. That would be a really lovely way to hold the space. <clears throat> So how to get through a tough day. Um, yeah, lovely topic, very practical. And I can, I can share a few things from my experience this evening. Uh, I was thinking the word tough day um, probably requires a bit of context. Um, often there are so many things that can create a tough day for us individually. Um, and it's often centered around two areas, relationships and situations certainly has been for me. Uh, there's probably a third one, the self. The self gets in the way. Um, but let's let's focus on relationships and situations, particularly relationships, because I feel most of us can feel very challenged um, in relationships, and that can create uh, a sense of being affected by them uh, and influenced by them. And that can change the way we feel about ourselves and others around us. And um, I, I know when, whether it's situations or relationships, when things kind of reach a point where they get on top of you, <clears throat> then the influence of whatever is affecting us um, 
can really wear us down deeply, particularly at, at an emotional level and a mental level. And so when I'm being affected at a mental level and emotional level by situations and people, um, one of the things that I find that is really helpful to see is the damage this pain is doing internally. And sometimes, actually maybe most of the time, it can take a while before we can really begin to acknowledge the pain we're experiencing in situations and in relationships, because we have been so conditioned to move with pain and, and just somehow learn to live with it and somehow keep going until we reach a point where it wears us down immensely and it affects us being us, you know, us being the positive us. And often some of the, the big indicators that we're having a tough day can come down to mood, you know, unusual uh, quietness, being out of character, uh, being highly sensitive. It can affect us physically. So there are so many signs that sometimes we can forget to see within us that show that we are being affected and often we have to i feel for me it's been having a relationship with pain and really understanding where i'm at in this cycle of pain at the first point because when situations or relationships begin to affect you one of the first things that happens internally is we begin to lose strength, spiritual strength. Our capacity to deal with situations diminishes because internally, whatever is eating at us is wearing us down energetically. And so we may feel unusually tired. We may feel mentally hazy. We may feel lethargic, even though we may not have exerted ourselves physically. And, and often these signs of tiredness can stay with us daily you know we continue kind of in this mode of surviving um, life and just getting through one day at a time but we're not really able to be happy we're not really able to bring our best situations we're not able to deal with what's in front of us so one of the things we tend to lose is not just perspective on situations in front of us but we also begin to um, lose our ability to see things with clarity, to discern them for what they are and make decisions around them. Um, we lose our ability to tolerate people and situations very easily. And, and I would describe this as a, as a kind of a low energetic state where <clears throat> when we've reached that point, then actually functioning on a day-to-day -day basis is very, very difficult. Um, and, and often there are certain things that we can identify with uh, when we begin the process of, um, of looking within, but that's one step further and I will come to that. But before we can, we can really look at what's going on inside, I think the first starting point has to be kind of a loving acknowledgement that there is suffering. Um, and, and I just wanted to share something with you uh, on screen. 
which will help just clarify what I'm what I'm about to take you through. So bear with me a second. Okay, you can all see a blank screen in front of you. Um, but when we suffer, and in particular, I'm talking about you know when situations are affecting us and the pain is ongoing in relate in relationship to these situations or people, then we'll often find ourselves in three buckets. You know, I like to put things in buckets very easy. So the first bucket tends to be um, something that I think we can all relate to and see. We tend to bury our head in the sand. Um, and that often is a state or a consciousness of being in denial. And when we're in denial, uh, we are suffering. But, you know, I, I just don't want to know or I don't want to go there. So there is a, a state that I just want to keep going and I don't want to acknowledge anything that I'm going through in, in this mode of pain. And that can serve us so that we are, we are focused in time, but it can't be sustained because at some point that pain catches up with us. So this first step of lovingly acknowledging my suffering is a valuable step to take um, before, you know, so that I can start to deal with it. And in, in the next picture, I think most of you can probably recognize what that image is trying to say, but perhaps you could, you could share in the chat what you think um, that image represents. That would be helpful. Absolutely. Yeah. Agreed. Yes, yeah, so I feel feel trapped, being trapped by our, our beliefs alone with problems escape. <clears throat> Interesting. And you're absolutely right. It is a feeling of being trapped. And when I feel trapped, that's a form of suffering. Um, I don't know what to do or I don't know how to do it. And I think this is a, a space that, again, we can all relate to because when something is affecting me and I'm feeling trapped by it, it's because I don't know what to do and I don't know how to do it. And just even acknowledging that can free us. And often we don't realize that the pain is, is saying something to us, but we're not able to really uh, connect with it. And the third bucket is, is pretty self-explanatory, which is ignorance. Um, and I would probably describe it as both ignorant and powerless, where there is this form of suffering. Um, and I do know what I need to do, but I can't do it or won't do it. So often we can find ourselves oscillating between these buckets, depending on situations, depending on where we are in life, depending on our spiritual stage or our internal state of strength. And that will determine how we face situations or how we face our relationships that are creating problems and so i feel one of the, the the most important things to acknowledge at the start of um having a bad day dragging you down is simply that i am in pain and, and just acknowledging that much can relieve us of a lot of tension that we carry it allows us to really put our arms around ourselves and to start to soothe ourselves. And one of the practices that I feel can be really beneficial 
is something they've done in mindfulness, which is really remarkable. It's called the soothing touch. Um, maybe some of you have come across it, but it's a lovely exercise where you can really pick a part of your body. Some people just place their hands on their hearts. Other people place both their hands over their stomach. Some people, you know, kind of hold their face or maybe hold a part of their body. But the soothing touch, literally try it now. If you just place your hand on your heart and just take a deep breath in. Just feel the warmth of your hand in a loving connection to your body. By doing so, you're able to kind of console and soothe yourself just by feeling that soothing touch of care towards the self. And it's, it's such a powerful and simple practice that we can do at any time when we are affected or suffering. So it's a really simple way of being able to deal with and acknowledge that I'm going through stuff. Because if I don't acknowledge it, then it will just continually batter me and weaken me. But when I'm able to acknowledge it, then I'm able to be kind to myself. Actually, that's the first step of being kind is just to simply acknowledge and embrace any pain experiencing in this moment. And so these, this is a simple way of being able to, I guess, just soothe ourselves and stop us from being dragged under by our day. And I think it can be a very powerful, powerful way. I know we did this a number of times in, in workshops particularly healing workshops, because as human beings, we have lost this ability to really acknowledge the pain we go through because we're so programmed to keep going and, and, and move at 100 miles an hour that um, we stop looking at the self, we stop looking after the self. And I know, you know, a simple example is, you know, if, if you were to trap your hand in a door, your first instinct would be to caress your hand. You would instantly apply some form of care to your hand because that's our response to physical pain, right? But how do we respond to our emotional and mental pain? Do we respond immediately or do we wait until it's really weakened us and depleted us? And so if our response to external pain is immediate, then our response to internal pain should also be immediate. Um, and then that's a good way of being able to look after myself so that I'm not putting off uh, the messengers of pain, which tend to be my emotions and my feelings. Um, but I'm looking just to acknowledge them. And often we kind of feel that, particularly when we're affected by situations, the first response of the ego is to externalize whatever is affecting me. So it becomes very easy for me to shift my blame outward and become a victim of the situation. And when we become a victim of the situation by shifting blame outwards, what we're saying to ourselves is I'm not ready to take responsibility for the feelings I have. And I think one of the, the biggest lessons <laughs> and the most painful lessons that I have learned on this journey is, is that situations will happen 
create your pain, they trigger your pain. And no matter how many times I have said that's not true, <laughs> it always has been true. Um, and I've recognized that when I when something is happening on, on an external level, but it's triggering emotions on an internal level, I am responsible at some at some point, whether it's triggering aspects of my past, whether it's triggering trauma, whether it's triggering my attachments. Um, this is the kind of inner work that we need to be able to get to at a certain point, but we may not necessarily be ready for it day one. And the ego is so used to um, trying to fix something that you're going through rather than trying to understand uh, and really learn that we want to move on quickly. We want a quick fix and, and you know, be done with it. But actually, when we begin uh, a, a process of growth and self-learning, particularly with this approach of inside out, yeah, which is really paying attention to what's happening inside and bringing that and affecting that, affecting my external on the basis of my internal, rather than how we normally operate from an ego perspective, which is outside in, which is typically situations will affect me, me internally. So what happens, what happens outside affects me inside. And my approach tends to be, let me stick and fix everything on the outside so that I can feel okay on the inside. But we reached a stage where we just can't do that now. You know, there's too many uh, balls in the air uh, on the outside that really create um, too much change internally. And so, uh, you know, having an understanding or an awareness of this, particularly when we're beginning to do a bit of self-work, can really help us, particularly in being honest with ourselves. And honesty doesn't come when we're being affected. It's, you know, we can understand that we're, we're doing something wrong, but honesty is when I'm really realizing that actually I've been, you know, I'm deeply um, doing something that is not great or good for me. So honesty and realization really come hand in hand. And when I understand something, Yes, I may have done something wrong, but that doesn't necessarily mean I will change from it. And so how do we stop a bad day from dragging us down? Firstly, I have to acknowledge the pain I'm going through. Second thing, I have to acknowledge that I can't change others. In relationships, I can't change others. And when I just see that perspective and bring that perspective and I allow each one just to be themselves, however they are, without this need to wanting to change them, without this need to wanting them to be a certain way, without holding any expectations, without holding any judgments, then I'm able to be more detached and less affected. And so perspective becomes a valuable tool to just reframe situations. How I see a situation can really change the way I feel about it. And often we tend to lose that perspective when we're affected in relationships because, you know, if someone was to um, shout at you as an example, then often we would feel a pang of emotion running through our bodies. Uh, and that, pe that person may just walk away without knowing what they've actually created inside of you. But the reality is those emotions then fester in us and we begin to create thoughts 
tremendous amount of wasteful thoughts based on pain. So when we end up hurt because of other people's words or attitudes towards us, then actually that projects into our minds and that creates a tremendous amount of wasteful thinking inside of us. And that controls us. You know, we may step into our car and start driving and all of a sudden they pop in our heads and, you know, we're fabricating scenes of what we will say to them, um, you know, what we would like to do to them, uh, you know, revengeful thinking, revengeful attitudes and all of this time it's just creating more and more pain in our minds. We don't necessarily know, you know, how we've driven home, perhaps. And then when we get home and, you know, we meet our loved ones, we tend to explode at the smallest thing. Um, I certainly know that's an experience I've been through myself because when we keep pain in our hearts, then it affects our minds. And so, you know, learning the art of letting go quickly can be very valuable to stop you being dragged under. I think the second thing, and, and, and a more practical thing, so the first thing is a loving acknowledgement of suffering. But the second thing is company, loving company. And often when we are having a bad day and things are going from bad to worse, whatever is in our hearts, funnily enough, is how we will begin to see our day. But when, and so when things aren't going so well, things become worse around us very quickly. But to find ourselves going to and, and being part of a gathering that is uplifting can be very beneficial because often when we are trapped in our own minds uh, and we're feeling low, one of the things that can really help us is to not stay alone, is to not be in our own minds on our own because that, that can inflict even more pain in our own minds and hearts. And so being in, in, in a loving company can really help. And, and I know in a space in Covent Gardens, and I know a lot of centers offer daily meditation and guided group meditation. And this can be really beneficial because, you know, group meditation carries a certain vibrational energy um, when you're all collectively going through a meditation together it strengthens the atmosphere whether it's virtual or whether it's in a group physically you can experience the power of group meditation and secondly being guided meditation guided is is vital because it allows you to follow a set of words uplifting words that holds you into a consciousness that can really help just give you an experience of peace and detachment and so that loving company, I feel, is vital um, just so that we can create space between what's affecting us and what is, you know, what is, um, uh, what is happening in my inner world. And then the third practice that I wanted to share with you all in terms of not allowing a bad day to really drag you down is, is loving reflection. <clears throat> and often, um, I know I have a, really one of the things that has really have been beneficial to me on this journey is uh, is writing and journaling and being able to really express my feelings cathartically has been invaluable it's probably been one of my biggest uh, successes I would say um, because it's allowed me to really reach into myself and honor my feelings and just be able to express on paper anything I wanted to express 
um, and and I would write a letter to God on a daily on a daily basis and an evening basis, and I would sit there and unload from my heart whatever I just experienced in the whole day, and it's such a cathartic process. I mean, you can write to your higher self, um, and and you can write to God if you wanted to, but this process of <clears throat> allowing the pen to be an extension of your heart is a really valuable process to release trapped emotions and i think when we can begin to express our emotions in a safe way and acknowledge them actually a lot of the energy surrounding situations begin to die down and and what then develops is a sense a growing sense of self-respect where you can embrace yourself um, for how you are you know the imperfect self but also you can begin to feel much more grounded simply because you understand how you feel and a big part of understanding how you feel you know is um is to really be able to express it first and acknowledge it without you know good and bad without right and wrong none of it just say it how it is and this honest expression allows me to free myself so i feel those three areas are <clears throat> are really important for that first part of how do you stop a, a bad day from dragging you down one is a loving acknowledgement of my suffering um, which bucket am i in actually let me just stop sharing so you can see me instead of the screen um, a loving acknowledgement of of suffering the second is a loving company so just being in a gathering that is uplifting, that is that creates a safe environment for you, because where there is safety, um, the ego can dissolve. You know, where there is a loving environment, the ego will begin to dissolve. And that's why we tend to um, explode with our families, right? It's because we can allow ourselves to be vulnerable in an environment that is safe. Um, so but you, you don't necessarily want to explode. Uh, you want to be able to channel that energy um, so that you can honor the way you feel. Uh, and being in a, in a group meditation uh, environment can be very helpful to just create and detach from my emotions. And when I'm able to detach from my emotions, then the third practice really becomes a valuable practice, which is honest reflection, or I, I call it loving reflection because it's, you know, Honesty is, I've always thought that honesty is often the first sign that I can love myself if I can be really honest with myself. So um, I guess the next, um, the next question was, um, how do you get through a really tough day? <laughs> Again, three things kind of came to mind uh, on a practical level. And I know, uh, I've had to work through these myself. One is to really remain present and only focus on what's happening right now and what's happening next. And often our minds can race into, you know, 10 steps ahead in every single situation we're facing, but actually consciously allowing the mind to be present in what you're doing and only focusing on what's next as well can really help us through a tough day. That's a really simple and valuable practice where I can repeatedly say to myself that I am in this moment and I'm only going to focus on what's in this moment. The next thing that I felt that's really helped me is 
is to just embrace acceptance of what is happening. And, you know, it's, it, can be as, it can be really easy to do that, funnily enough. And I remember I went through a real phase saying, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> and no matter what came of me in the day, I would just say, it is what it is. And there was so much um, freedom in just acknowledging that it is what it is. You know, whatever's happened has happened. And it just is what it is. And that acceptance can release us from a lot of tension that we can carry. And it can really help us to get through a tough day simply by saying, it is what it is. I accept it is what it is. Um, this, this third practice has been something that I use today. Um, and that is a stern um, talking to people. And uh, often, you know, sometimes we can do that in our minds and I think that's great. But verbalizing and, and vocalizing what you want to say with the right feeling is so, so powerful. Uh, and this practice, you know, when I need to be stern on myself sometimes, I will vocalize it uh, to myself. I'll make sure I'm not in a crowded room, but <laughs> I'll definitely vocalize it to myself and it will carry a tone that just flows out of my mouth and comes back into my ear and the inner being simply picks it up and responds to it. So it works for me. And I'm sure if you try that, it will work for you because sometimes we know what we're doing is wrong. We know that the thoughts we're having, we shouldn't have, and we need to pay more attention to them, but we just need a voice. We need to hear the voice of our higher self consoling us and saying that, but also saying snap out of it. And sometimes we need to hear it sternly. So I think using a stern voice to keep us on course is vital, particularly when we're feeling low. And I think this fourth practice, um, that we can become very self-centered when we're, when we're going through a, a tough day. It all becomes about me. And when it becomes about me, we begin to lose any sense of our value because when we suffer, we can't see any value in ourselves. And that's one of the first things that suffering does, is it destroys your own self-value. Um, but it also destroys your own ability to trust yourself and your confidence diminishes as well. So those things happen when we experience pain. And when it begins to erode us, we need to begin to see value in ourselves. And there's two things we can do to see value in ourselves. One is to go out of your way uh, to make a difference to somebody else. Uh, that can really help just to lift the spirit. Um, and that's a simple thing we can do, you know, we can just, rather than, you know, when I'm in this mode of being self-centered, I can immediately say to myself, well, what can I do to make a difference to somebody else around me? And even the smallest thing can make a difference. Maybe you get up and make somebody a cup of coffee. Yeah. And, and you do it wholeheartedly and you bring it to them. And that act of kindness will increase your self-value. And that's really, really important. And that's, I think the second practice is something that I've taken benefit from and, and this is appreciating something of value that I've done for myself and this is not not just a, a simple appreciation exercise of everything that I have or people that I have yes you can do all of that but just something good that you've done for yourself in terms of looking after yourself so if you've had a soothing touch uh, moment if you've acknowledged your feelings if you've written to yourself with honesty if you've being kind to somebody then these are the things that we can acknowledge in 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 our own humanity in in us being 
our true selves. And I think that is important because these are small steps to victory, right? These are small steps to just getting through a tough day. So I think these four practices can really make a difference. And I'll just repeat them. Um, so the first one was focusing on what you're doing in the moment and what's coming next and nothing else. The second one was um, it is what it is acceptance and just repeating that in your minds the third one was a stern talking to and not a harsh talking to but a stern talking to and stern means you know a bit like a child sometimes you have to be stern to a child and then they'll listen right that it's it's a loving sternness that comes through it's not a it's not a, a harsh sternness an angry sternness so we don't want to beat ourselves up, but we do want to actually talk to ourselves and say, well, actually, I think you need to snap out of this and you're not going there today. <laughs> and that can be very helpful. Uh, and, and, the, and the fourth practice was just going out of your way to make a difference to somebody and appreciating something you've done for yourself. So I think those two things can, can work well together. And I think, you know, in, in, in getting through a really tough day, if you, if you could do all four of them, I'm sure that could help anyone. Um, weather a storm uh, quite easily and I guess this um, this third aspect of today's talk which is how can we make tomorrow a better day is you know really comes with an understanding of where my pattern of living is and how much do I really care for myself because tomorrow doesn't change until I start to break my habitual patterns of, of taking sorrow and pain in different situations and being, being worn out by the situations and relationships. But actually it starts with a self-care routine that can really sustain me energetically. And often, you know, if, if there was an opportunity, it's a bit like, you know, when we go to the gym or when we're beginning the process of looking after ourselves at a physical level, you know, start to build a gym routine. We want to go to a gym or we want to go swimming or we want to go running. Um, and, and we also want to look after our diet. You know, I think these two things are really important. So um, when we look after ourselves physically, we can apply that attention to ourselves. And spiritually, it's the same principle turned inwards. You know, it's, it's kind of having a routine that can really sustain us spiritually. And there are three or four things that I can really promote that can really help us to transform the way we feel. Because when we're being affected, one of the things I said at the start, when we're being affected by situations or relationships, spiritual strength deplete, is depleted significantly. And our consciousness as a result begins to lower. And when our consciousness begins to lower, everything becomes a problem. We begin to see the weaknesses of others very easily. We become irritated highly, you know, very quickly. Um, we can't, we become overwhelmed by situations. We can't trust ourselves. All of these aspects come into play when we're at a low consciousness because we have low spiritual strength. And when we're trying to solve a problem at the same level of consciousness that it was created, we can't do it. So we end up going round and round in circles. And a good sign that we're doing this is that whatever is affecting us, we will tend to analyze it. Now, maybe most of you have, have been there. I know I have where, 
I can keep thinking about the situation and I'll project so many thoughts about it that I feel mentally exhausted by it. And, and that's a sign that I'm mentally paralyzed because I'm trying to, I've been affected, my consciousness has been affected by the situation and it's still affecting me. And I'm trying to solve it at that sort of level. Um, but I'm not doing a good job at it because it is affecting me. So there, there, there can be no solution at this point. There can only be anger uh, and frustration with myself. And one of the things we learn at Brahma Kumaris here is if that becomes the seed of any action that I perform, then whatever act I perform on the basis of fear and anger will never result in anything that can create peace in our lives. And this is a really powerful law, uh, a karmic principle that as spiritual beings, if we were to do anything with the seed of anger and fear, then it can never truly bring peace to us. So we can never really resolve situations in a peaceful a way that can free us mentally and emotionally. But when we begin to look after ourselves and transform this dimension of fear and anger into peace and experience inner peace, the situation is there. It hasn't gone anywhere. But all of a sudden, the experience of peace, yeah, creates detachment from the situation, allows me to see the situation for what it is without it depleting me anymore. What we're then doing is saying, I'm looking after myself. And a self-care routine is so important for us to increase our levels of peace through meditation. And so one of the practices, it's not just a case of um, meditation. Uh, you know, I think we've been brainwashed into thinking meditation is the silver bullet. It isn't. Um, but there are a number of different practices that if they're done accurately and at the right time and together, they can make a powerful difference. And it's, it's like when we go to the gym and we're putting a hell of a lot of effort into the gym, but we're eating really poorly. We're just undoing all of the all of the effort we're putting in to ourselves. So we're not able to see progress and we'll get disheartened. And there are certain practical things that we can do at the right time in the right order that can have a massive impact on you. And I can tell you, everyone who's done this, and I'm going to suggest uh, a short, a little um, program that is very manageable that you can insert it into your routines. Uh, but will make a significant difference in two weeks. So there's four practices, yeah, really simple practices. So the first practice is as soon as my eyes open in the mornings, I say three loving things to myself. We can do that, yeah, three affirmations that I can speak to myself that can really uplift me. And that's as soon as my eyes have opened, and I'll come to why that's important in a minute. But we can recognize that we may be going through feelings of anxiety. We may be going through feelings of anger. Let me speak to myself. Let me write down three things that, that, can, that can have an opposite effect. And it's almost like you're, you're reconditioning your mind to say, I am a peaceful being. I choose nonviolence. And I can be kind to myself, you know, something like that. There are so many things we can write depending on how we're feeling. You can just Google internet, you know, Google it and you can find tons of affirmations. But the most important thing is to speak them to yourself when you wake up and almost have them written down next to your bed. And at first it may feel alien. 
strange, isn't it? An alien concept to be able to speak to myself in a nice way because I'm not used to it, but I can tell you it will have a profound impact because often what we do is we need to break the cycle of our routine of negative thoughts and feelings. And often when we get to the point at night when we've been battered by all of our, all of our different situations and relationships, we are mentally exhausted, physically tired, the last thing we say to ourselves when we go to bed is I'm tired or, you know, I'm really not looking forward to the day. So this is what I'm, my subconscious is taking into my sleep. And all of a sudden I have restless sleep. My dreams are highly disruptive. And because I'm carrying the emotional weight of everything I've experienced into my sleep. So my subconscious is going to erupt in an incredible way whilst I'm sleeping. And it can never refresh me. So the first thing I say to myself when I open my eyes is I'm tired. And the first thoughts that we tend to have will be the last thoughts that I've experienced at the end of the evening. And that then become the seeds that I start my day with. So just saying three uplifting and positive things to myself in the day. Very simple. It's only going to take a few seconds to do that. Breaks the pattern of me automatically thinking about the past, as in last night, and starting my day with the, with the thought, I'm tired. Um, so having uplifting and positive and more elevated thoughts that I can I can speak to myself can start our day really well. The second practice straight after this practice of reading is 10 to 15 minutes of guided meditation. And often, you know, we're talking about physical diet being really important because, you know, what I consume creates my emotional diet. So if I'm sat in front of the TV or the first thing I do is pick up my iPhone and, and flick through various Facebook posts or go to my WhatsApp messages, I'm allowing the world into my mind. And when I'm doing that, it's creating my emotional diet. And at the start of my day, when the mind is able to really absorb something nutritious and valuable to center itself in peace, Instead, we choose because we're habitually patterned to pick up our phones or, or watch the negative news. And, and that then fills our minds automatically. So we're depleting our, ourselves energetically before we've even given ourselves the chance to start well. And so guided meditation, almost blocking everything out from our day and starting with guided meditation can really, really help us. And, and guided being the, the, the true way, there's loads of free meditations available, the Brahma Kumaris that you can just put on and just experience inner peace. And when you experience inner peace, that becomes the seed of and the start of my day. The, the third practice is group guided meditation every evening. Group guided meditation I've already spoken about. 7 to 7.30 in the evening, particularly when we've had a, a long day, really, really valuable because it will raise you energetically when you've experienced you know, difficulties throughout the day. And the fourth practice we've already covered, which is writing. Just acknowledge your emotions and feelings before you go to bed. It's almost like a bit of a declutter or a cleansing that takes place so that I can release my day and just be cathartic about it. And these four practices, every single person that has done this for just two weeks has transformed their lives. They've been able to be so much more honest with themselves. They've been able to um, react less, be so much more tolerant, protect their peace, you know, change their attitudes very naturally rather than forcing anything upon themselves. So I feel, how do we make tomorrow a better day? It starts 
by creating a routine that allows me to elevate my spiritual stage and strengthen. And then when my spiritual stage begins to strengthen, the situation is still there, but all of a sudden it doesn't affect me. But it's instead, I begin to influence it. I begin to find solutions. I begin to see that I have the strength to face it. Um, so I'm just conscious of time, but I'm hoping that's been uh, really useful for this evening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, would you like to take us into a meditation? Sure. Absolutely. So let us um, take a deep breath in. Each breath just allow the mind to become present and still attention inwards just a space in the center of the forehead Just connect with the inner being, with the soul, center of the forehead. Just become aware that with each breath, there is a growing feeling of quietness inside, being centered in this moment. So I begin to embrace this moment. Allow myself surrender to it completely. Releasing away expectations. Just experiencing peace, calmness. As this feeling grows inside of me, to listen myself and feelings solve anything simply acknowledge everything as it is Doing so, 
is a natural acceptance. Something of benefit. Or face in my life. Simply by accepting what's happened. Being able to see everything as it is. Still and truthfully. See situations and relationships for what they are. It's a complete and natural acceptance, the release, begins to take place, choose to look after myself, side of me when I choose to release heaviness. Stay. Caring for myself. This way being loving, compassionate, Thank you. Um, first question, would you mind repeating the third practice? Um, was that in relation to getting through a tough day? Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, the third practice, let me just go through all four of them actually. So the first one was focusing on what's happening in the moment and only in the moment and the next thing and nothing but that. So what you're doing right now and what's coming next, nothing beyond that. And the second practice is repeating to myself, it is what it is. 
and that creates self-acceptance. Anything that happens, it is what it is because it is what it is. And that actually helps release us from the tension of that situation because it, it is what it is, it's acceptance. The third one is a stern talking to. Uh, so that was vocalizing how we need to loving and stern um, instruction to the self. Do it in our minds, but vocalizing it has a greater impact because it can carry a tone that can create alertness. I'm not going there today. You can say that to yourself. I do that regularly. <laughs> Nobody will think you're mad as long as you don't do it in a crowded room. <laughs> the fourth practice is, is, is going out of your way uh, to make a difference to somebody in the smallest way possible. And just appreciating something you have done for yourself uh, to look after yourself. That form of appreciation Often we don't realize, we trivialize the little things that we do that can make a big difference. Um, but it takes time to, for things to change and acknowledging the little things that you've done for yourself is so valuable because it helps us just put an arm around ourselves to say, at least I've done some good to myself today. <laughs> so I hope that helps. Uh -huh. um, it was in relation to making tomorrow better. Oh, making tomorrow better. Yes, sorry. Uh, so the so the, um, the the first practice was uh, three affirmations that I need to speak to myself in a loving way when I wake up first thing in the morning. The second practice was guided meditations, 10 to 15 minutes of guided meditation. The third practice was group meditation in the evenings. So if you have an opportunity to join group meditation every evening, minimum 7 to 7.30, it will just carry you. And then the fourth, this was um, loving reflection, which is journaling, and just acknowledging your feelings and using that as a means to cathartically express. I mean, just have a, a simple question like, what did you feel today? Or what bothered you today? And you can just unload on a piece of paper, just write freely and write in a way that doesn't allow your mind to get in the way. The mind has a way, the ego has a way of sabotaging what you're writing by saying, you know, you could use a fancy word or maybe you're going to write a bestseller but actually it's not about that this is about expressing honestly when the heart speaks it will speak freely it will make spelling mistakes your spelling will be illegible um, but there will be a feeling of lightness afterwards so that acknowledgement of emotion is it's vital lovely thank you um question how do you get yourself to care about about yourself more emotionally and spiritually without being more self-centered? I, I feel in some ways that's, it's a positive thing to be self-centered, um, to look after and care for yourself because if the tank is empty, I can't give anything to anybody. And, and we can run on empty trying to help others but we can be so depleted in ourselves that we're not able to put ourselves first. And, and, and when we're running and living our lives like that, we can't bring value to anybody. But secondly, we will constantly be at empty. The gas tank will just be at empty. So we will never be, uh, have a feeling of fulfillment in anything that we do. And so being 
being positively self-centered is really important because by caring for yourself you are changing your actions by doing the things that will really help you um we can be self-centered in 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 an egoic way and this is probably for a different talk some other time when we can be doing things spiritually and thinking that actually how great you are because you're doing things spiritually and automatically we don't realize that that in itself is a form of ego because it it means that you you know like, like um, was a, a raj yoga meditation course that i was taking recently and there was a, a student i was very honest she said i'm going through a tough time with my husband and she was explaining that um you know she had embarked on this journey of being vegan and you know that, that was her choice and you know he wasn't doing that and therefore you know she had a real challenge <laughs> with him about it and the relationship was being affected as a result but we don't realize that you know maybe we're doing something for ourselves that's you know non-violent that's true to ourselves but it may not be where other people are and sometimes we can we can project that in an egoic way in a self-centered way without realizing it so i think when it comes to being self-centered we can we can identify with the subtle dimensions of ego of being spiritual <laughs> i am uh, or i'm so honest uh, you know you can you can think that way because this is something we we do we've all individually experienced and automatically other people are dishonest or when i see the dishonesty in others it creates anger inside of me that's self-centered um so yeah interesting dimension and at this point ash i get to say thank you thank you so much for taking us on this journey and really exploring the topic in detail and also very very practically 